Welcome to the Cultivate Your Future podcast. I'm Neville Stein, and on behalf of the Colgrave Seabrook Foundation, I'm delighted to bring you this podcast, which is designed to showcase the many different career paths open to those interested in a career in horticulture. This podcast will help young people and midlife career changers explore the wide range of opportunities that this wonderful sector offers. So let's explore the exciting world of horticulture. This podcast is brought to you with the help of our sponsor, More People and ICL. My guest today on Cultivate Your Future podcast is the very well-known and rather delightful Nat Porter. Nat is, you'll know, president of the Young Persons Horticultural Association, which was formed by her and a few others in 2020. And she's also very much involved in the family business. Nat, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, tell me a little bit about your family business, could you first and foremost? Yeah, so my granddad was a big fuchsia uh, grower for fuchsia breeder um, and did all the old flower shows back in the day. Um, he built a business around the uh, interest from the flower shows, but found that he couldn't deliver full trolleys of fuchsias to that many people. So he started diluting the mixes with other bedding plants. And all of a sudden we were, uh, were at the helm of this rather <laughs> large bedding plant uh, wonderland, I guess. And this is in Formby, is that right? Yes, yeah, so Formby, Land of Red Squirrels, um, Sand Dunes, a long way to the beach. Yeah, a long and, way and, to the beach to the sea. <laughs> and it's a big horticultural area though, is that right? Yeah, there's there's probably um, eight to ten of the big nurseries are, are within a 10, 12 mile radius of us. Cool, so you're third generation, is that right? Yes, so the granddad, my dad and then my brother and I are both part of the business now. But you're not known as porters anymore, it's happy plants, is that right? No, we, we kind of got to this point, um, I came in eight years ago um, and I was visiting garden centres trying to um, persuade people that they wanted to take this catalogue that said porters fuchsias on and they would almost immediately say to me, but I don't need any fuchsias and I'd be like, well, right. 58% of what we do is a contradiction of our names. So dad wasn't having it, he said there was too much heritage in the old name, so he went on holiday and we rebranded the business and... Excellent. And, and how did he handle it when he came back from holiday? Just gave him a mug with this logo on and he says, what's this logo now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he took it quite well. Um, and I think it was sort of a prove me it was gonna, you know, it was gonna sink or swim. So he, he let me run with it, thankfully. And I think that's the joys of a family business is that you haven't got quite so much bureaucracy. And um he let me run with it and it proved itself. And thankfully he's got us to a pretty good place in the market now. Excellent, yeah, because and it's a great brand name. So what what is your particular responsibility in happy plants, apart from being happy yourself? Yeah, it's um I won't tell you what somebody said the business would be called if if dad had named it, but it was okay. so miserable but anyway. Um, <laughs> so the, the brand is my game. Um I take day-to-day responsibility for sales, um, but the brand, the marketing side, anything that isn't to do with technical plant stuff, I'm quite happy to have a go. And, and that's a far cry from because I've been researching a bit about you. Sorry about that, but you know I like to do my research. And you studied English at university. Yeah. Which university was that? 
University of Manchester. So I did um, the linguistic side of English rather than um, old literature side. Um, I always loved sort of speech and accents and speech therapy side of things was my original intention. Okay. Uh, did you ever embark on that as a career after university? No. So um, I got injured quite badly. Um, I was in traction for about 15 weeks and I had to be on some quite strong painkillers. And they said that I needed to be supervised. And my supervision spot was in the office with my dad. And I spent my time pointing out things that I thought he should be doing differently to the point that he said, well, why don't you do it then? So Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of reluctant. I was always a bit of the black sheep within the family. With my granddad being from such a, a technical side of the industry, um, I was the one that didn't necessarily, oh, I don't want to say this, Neville, you'll hate me, but I, I didn't love plants. Um, and I, I didn't, I wasn't fascinated by it and captivated by it. I was sick of it, to be honest. I was so saturated with, I grew up on a nursery surrounded yeah. by, and your saturation point is is quite um quite close when you're a younger person and science isn't your game um so it was quite interesting for me to find that way in that didn't require me to to know all of this scientific stuff that has always been forced upon me <laughs> and look i think you make a really valid point so what you're really saying is that you do not need to love plants and be a passionate plants person to have a great career in horticulture do you you definitely don't need to know them inside out, back to front. I would obviously say that I have got to a point now that I'm excited by by the product. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you love your product. It's beautiful. You know, like bedding plants, I always say they're like the brightest, thickest colouring crayon in your in your pencil case. Yeah. Um, they're the obnoxious colour. And I think um, if anyone's ever seen my dress sense, they'd see how I fit in with <laughs> So look, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you sort of, so, you know, you've explained how you came into the family business, which mm -hmm. was, you know, as a result of uh, an accident, which is, you know, a, a, a difficult thing to, to live with. But, you know, clearly mm -hmm. that's that's worked out pretty well for you. Did you ever feel the pressure, though, to come into the family business? I think I was... The nepotism obviously plays a big part in family businesses and I'd, I'd always felt that I didn't want to do the predictable, I didn't want to be the boss's daughter and I didn't want to take on that role and I think it's something that when I did join the business I almost became defiant of and defensive of immediately and a lot of the position I've built myself within the industry and this character that I've assumed for myself within the industry is built around, I'm not just the boss's daughter you know, um, and I think really that would be one of the main reasons that I didn't want to originally come into the business sure. because of this. I, I didn't want to just be there because, um, you know, my dad and the boss's daughter dropped straight into a senior role. And that's why we, we worked our way up and built the business, rebuilt the business together as a family. And that's why I feel like I, I have so much pride in what I do now and what we have achieved. Hello there, Alan Titchmarsh here. As the patron of the Colgrave Seabrook Foundation, I just wanted to pop in and say hello, and I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast put together by one of my favourite charities. We wanted you to know what a great career you can make out of one of the huge variety of jobs there are in horticulture. Enjoy. You're also carving out your own niche, of course, as president yeah, yeah. of the YPHA, which was, you know, you were very much behind. Tell me what was the motivation be behind doing that? 
Um, Molly and I were sat at a conference. Sorry, this is Molly Higginson. So Molly Higginson um, of Newly Plants, Liam Cleary of Old Railway Line Garden Centre, and I formed the organisation. We were at a conference and this fantastic speaker with all this data was saying, do you know what, guys, it's all okay. We're all safe because the population demographics go that show that in 12 years, there'll be this huge surge in over 60s. And we all know that over 60s love gardening. And I was like, is our whole industry linchpinned by the fact that we wait up, wait for people to wake up one day and want to plant rhododendrons? Yeah. And when we've got this generation, and I think we've got this big generational gap with the digital natives where they've never had that sort of, I always call it green time. They've always had screen time. Sure. Green time. So they've never had that plant your first tomato in the garden with your granddad sort of nostalgia to fall back upon and I just Molly and I both felt that from a consumer point of view but also from careers within horticulture we were doing too much as an industry of what we'd always done and we were spending a lot of time learning how to grow better plants and slightly better plants but nobody was looking at it from a strategic business point of view not interesting I didn't mean to just um (laughs) dismiss everything you've ever achieved but there was there wasn't enough onus on how we could adapt the industry to the new consumer. It was all about waiting for the next wave of wave of consumers how to deal with. Fascinating. So where so in terms of YPHA now, how many members have you got? So we just hit four hundred last week. That is Um, incredible. So you're saying there are four hundred young people under the age of uh, what age is it? Thirty five. 35 yeah you can join up until you're 35 um we are the young people in horticulture association previous iterations have been young horticulturists but as i said earlier you don't necessarily have to be a textbook horticulturist to add value to the industry um so we have people who um you know work in garden center cafes and pair up the the cafe with the garden center and um, every everything that could possibly ever fall under the banner. We have people that design labels. We have people that um, are brand managers for, for huge horticultural businesses. So, so a wide range of people doing a very wide range of careers in the organisation. Yeah. Uh, is it open to someone who's, you know, thinking about joining horticulture as a career? You know, would they join that pre-coming into the industry or do you think it's ideal for them once they get their first horticultural or, or their first job in horticultural enterprise so we we take students um right. people working towards a career in horticulture um so as soon as you've made some sort of formal academic commitment to horticulture um whether that's a training course or or a degree um you know the there's a space for you in my PhD. Um, I do think you need to have an, a definite intention of that being your career path um, to find the information that we're sharing relevant. But the hive mind there is just so powerful that that once you're uh, once you're in that WhatsApp chat, there's not really a question you can't find an answer to. Oh, that's fantastic! I should think that WhatsApp is pinning all the time, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. It, I think most people have uh, got it muted and catch up at the end of the day by this <laughs> point. But yeah, there's there's a lot of value. There's so much value in there, and and that network. You know, to join the industry. When I talk about not wanting to have been the boss's daughter when I joined the business, having my own contacts at that point would have been so empowering, and to be able to find answers to things without having to report to a, a senior would have been um, something that I would have wanted. And I think Molly and Liam and I all got a bit fed up of people saying oh, I wish YPHA had existed in our day, because we're a bit like, well, it didn't exist in our day, and we made it exist, but obviously we're aware of, of how much um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, media 
as that's well. interesting yeah. uh, and, I, and i would hope you know i'm still in touch i went to college in 1978 and i'm still meeting regularly with people that i was at college with so i hope that actually you will have that experience yourself that the people you're hanging around with now in the ypaha you'll be still hanging around with in 30 years time that would be tremendous yeah. to know that I probably won't be around in 30 years' time, but it'll be nice to know that you are still networking with those we've people. Had, that... um, we've had a couple of, of weddings um, within YBHA. Um, none of them organic yet. They've all been people that already knew each other, but I'm just waiting for the day that we have our, our first. I met them through YPHA. Oh, that would, that would be nice, yeah. So <laughs> almost a sort of a subdivision there of a dating agency with the YPHA. Yeah. I, I, I quite like where you're going with that one. More people are the market leaders for professional recruitment across the UK and internationally. They specialise in horticulture, fresh produce, food and culture and garden and leisure sectors. For more information, visit morepeople.co.uk. ICL are a leading supplier of growing media, high quality fertilisers, plant protection products, wetting agents and biostimulants. With their products and specialised team of experts, they serve and support customers at plant nurseries, golf courses, sports fields, public green areas and farms. For more information, visit icl-sf.com. So look, let's let's imagine I'm a young person coming into horticulture. What, yeah. uh, what advice would you give me as I'm embarking on a, a career in horticulture? Don't feel confined by what you currently think working in horticulture would be. Um, I think that's important. Like, you know, when you, you go around to these events and you meet people and you ask what their job is, like there's there's a guy whose job it is, is to protect breeder rights. And none of these, you couldn't have been shoehorned into some of the lines of work that you could find yourself yeah. with in horticulture. Like when you do that quiz at school that says you're going to be a fisherman or whatever, there's no way that that would ever say you're going to work in horticultural brand yeah. protection or patent protection or breeders' rights protection. You know, there's just go in with an open mind, be true to yourself, be realistic about what you want to get out of the job. Um, there's opportunities, there's so many opportunities out there. Um, and even if it's not exactly the right one, it might help you find the person that can introduce you to the one that is. But the main thing is the people around you in horticulture are the best people you're going to find in any industry. Um, and they want you to succeed um, more than I've ever known of any other industry I've ever come across. Um, so you've got a heck of a leg up um, for you into the industry and, and don't be too narrow-minded about what being in horticulture could possibly mean because the scope is just tremendous oh that's excellent now tell me how long have you been in horticulture so far so i think it's eight and a half years but obviously i was born into horticulture as well of so, course yeah a lot of the people that we see at trade shows are like oh i remember you when you were two and um it's it's <laughs> it's one of those um but um eight years down quite a lot to go sort of professionally so well that's excellent look I've been in it for 46 years, and a lot of what you've said rings true to how my career has been, that uh, there are supportive people around you. It's the most wonderful industry to be in. And you've given a really great, great feel for what, you know, how great this industry is. So thanks very much. I really appreciate the time. And thank you for, very, you know, sharing with us your experience, your career to date in horticulture. culture. 
uh, wish you well, of course, and we look forward to keeping updates with your news, really, about not just about Happy Plants, but also about YPHA. If people want to know more about YPHA, how do they contact you? ypha.org.uk. Um, there's a joining form on there, and there's also um, forms for other ways that you can support us, be it sponsorship, be it offering to talk in a, um, a, a Zoom seminar or whatever it would be. So if I'm not a young person, in other words, if I'm over the age of 35, I can still get involved. If you're medium aged, then um, yes. <laughs> you definitely yeah. can. As, as I am. As, as you definitely you're, you're the face of the medium aged people um it's um yeah sorry um yeah it's ypha.org.uk and there's an email address on there contact us um and we just are so grateful for the help we've already had and hopefully that's I, I i'm amused to think that i'm a medium aged person because that really means that i'm going to be living <laughs> to uh let's just do the maths here now <laughs> shall we 126 i'll take that yeah. absolutely that'd be great uh Thanks very much. I really appreciate your time. And you've been an absolute delightful interviewee.